This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Middle of the week here on Steelers Standard. That means we unveil our power rankings. Before we do, though, I want to touch on some news in the NFL. Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year just two years ago, winning it over T.J. Watt. Supposed Defensive Player of the Year. Not my Defensive Player of the Year. Certainly not mine. But he has been released by the New England Patriots. That's a bit of a shocking move. Yeah, apparently they tried to trade for him. He hasn't been able to play all year long got nothing for him in return so i guess they just said kick it to the kick it to the road see you later he's gonna get signed though he will uh you just take a risk on a guy like that who's just been removed from defensive player of the year two years ago i mean you'd think that he still has something left in the tank to to give to a team but i was really surprised with that move by the uh patriots another surprising move is the cowboys who tried to trade Jalen Smith, their linebacker, and failed to trade him. They, re- they released, released him, him, too, just outright. So maybe that's a, f- a lot of teams in the NFL um, you know, calling a bluff and just saying, oh, you're trying to trade him? Well, no one's going to really give you an offer. So I am interested in Jalen Smith, but I'll talk to him in a week or so once you just release him outright. So a couple of weird moves being made by two teams, one of them, Dallas, who is – certainly a contender for a playoff spot that nfc east crown but yeah before we got into the power rankings i just wanted to touch on those two things a bit of a bizarre uh Very wednesday bizarre. morning news dump from Very dallas bizarre. and jalen smith a little more shocking to me than stefan gilmore really yeah just because right now he's been playing on the better team stefan gilmore i know is only two years removed from that defensive player of the year but I'm shocked that the Cowboys, who are a winning team right now, are are trying to get rid of someone who's contributing to that success. Yeah, it is a bit weird, but let's get into power rankings heading into week five of the NFL season. Starting at number 10, I got the Seattle Seahawks. I told you, Jacob, they were going to go into San Francisco last week and get that win. It's just what Pete Carroll in Seattle does. I knew they weren't going to fall to one and three. Big, big, big division win over their rival San Francisco 49ers, moving them to two and two. You, you asked me last week, do all four teams in the NFC West get into the playoffs? I'm tr- starting to lean towards yes. I don't have the 49ers in my top 10 right now. They're just on the outside looking in, but this division is so good, trending towards being maybe the best division I've ever seen in my life watching football. Uh, I think it's very, very likely that all four of these teams sneak their way into the NFC playoff field. But at number 10, I got the Seahawks after a huge road win, getting back on track against the 49ers. That's fair. At number 10 for me, I have the San Francisco 49ers. As you said, Tom, this may be the best division we've ever seen collectively play in our lifetime in in a quarter of a century, basically a little bit more. But... For that reason, I have to include all four of these teams in my top ten. San Francisco suffered the loss against division rival foe Seattle. However, they still look decent enough, and they should be three and one. I mean, they should not be two and two. They got Aaron Rodgers more than any other team in recent memory since that Dallas game in the playoffs from what five years ago or so, four years yes. ago or so. Uh, just a, a crushing loss for them at home. However, you lose another division rival game, or you lose this division game at home, 
not the biggest roaring endorsement for you. Their biggest test, or another big test for them at least, comes this week against the Arizona Cardinals, who just had the most impressive win, I think, all season long uh, this past week. I have them much higher up on my list. But right now I have the fourth team in the NFC West in my number 10 spot, the San Francisco 49ers. Number nine, new addition to my top ten power rankings, the Dallas mm. Cowboys. Just missed out for me. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? One of the best offenses in football. Yes, Dak no- Prescott is showing that he is locked up comeback player of the year. There's, there's, It's a one-man race. I don't want to hear anyone else's name even be mentioned. He's not- MVP is something that's going to be a serious conversation as the season progresses. I don't think you can call him a comeback player, but I'll say bounce-back player of the year is Ezekiel Elliott. Because Zeke has right. been playing yes. so – after that week one performance, it was all, Tony Pollard might be the best running back on that <laughs> team. Tony Pollard might be the guy. He might be Tony Pollard. Look, Tony Pollard's a really good running back. More than half the teams in the NFL, he Would probably is the starting running back. And they have a really good one-two punch. But I think Zeke started hearing that chatter because you want to talk about some angry runs that have been getting ripped off. Ezekiel Elliott is back to Ohio State form where he is eaten, 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 and no one can bring him down. When Dak is playing at the level he is and all those weapons he has in the passing game and Zeke is playing at the level that he is and that play action can start to get working for Dak. And then you do have Tony Pollard, who is a very good weapon as well in that backfield. That offense is just so elite, top five in this league, and I think they'll stay there for the majority of the year. The biggest problem with Dallas last year, aside from their their starting quarterback getting injured for the season, was how abysmal that defense was. I mean, just awful. Uh, no names on that side of the ball. No playmakers. They were just a turnstile for any offense that played them. That's not the case this year. I'm not ready to say that they're a really good defense yet. They're probably going to end up around league average. But that's a lot better than they were last year. And now they've got some dudes. Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon playmaker. Diggs leading the league in interceptions. I mean, that guy is a ball hog. Micah Parsons, future yes. playmaker. Probably def- op- defensive rookie defensive of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, thank you. And his versatility is amazing. How they had to use him as an edge rusher one week, and he had like two sacks or something like that, and it was just incredible. So they've now got some dudes on that defensive side of the ball in Dallas that I think is going to help them this year. I think they're a for-sure playoff team, and right now sitting at number nine in my power rankings. They're a for-sure playoff team because the rest of that division is horrible. But I think they're – But they're they're doing well. And they, I think they could win a playoff game too. That's it's possible. How, that's how we'll good see. I think I they mean, are. they get a home playoff game, which is super helpful. Huge, yeah. Moving on for me, number nine, I have the team that beat out my number 10 team. I have the Seattle Seahawks. This division, man, I can't say enough about it. Russell Wilson, do you see that play where he was basically taken to the ground but still somehow escaped and threw a touchdown pass? Yes. That is superhuman-like ability. He had a rushing touchdown as well to boot. The guy is doing exactly what you expect him to do year in, year out. You should never count out Russell Wilson when he's playing for Seattle, when he has Pete Carroll as his head coach. Right now, I, I was mean, trying to tell you that last week when you said that the Niners were going to beat them. I was trying I, to tell I, you. I mean, first of all, let's not discount the, any team in this division. They're all good. They all have the capability of beating each other. We saw that on display last week. We're going to see it again on this play when they again all four of them play each other. Do they again do this that week. Ever, Is that going to be a trend when they when, when one they, of the when one of the pair plays each other? They have just both of them. Probably play each not, other? but it's just funny that it's happened back back to back weeks, weeks to start. But yeah, I mean, they're going to have. A big test Thursday night football against the LA Rams. Uh, I, 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 I'm go- 
this is by far the best Thursday night game we've had avail- available oh God, to yeah. us since week one when since it was Dallas, Dallas and, Tampa. and Tampa Bay. But that doesn't count because that's the opener, and it's always a great. Exactly, game. you that that has to be a good game. Uh, so, anyways, I. I, I am always impressed with any one of these four NFC West teams, no matter the result, no matter the opponent, but always, especially when they're playing an NFC West rival. Can't wait for Thursday night, Tom. Can't come soon enough. Let's skip ahead to tomorrow night. Let's just get everything in between then and now out of the way. Yeah, baseball wild card. Who the hell needs you? Give me <laughs> Rams and Seahawks. Number eight, I have my first and only AFC North team in the ranking, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, win. Tom, so do I. Winners against eight, number eight for the Browns yep. too. Nah, winners against the Minnesota Vikings. They really pulled that one out. Minnesota is not an easy team to go in and beat, and they proved that last Sunday. Uh, a struggle for the Browns offense, but that Browns defense, which is so massively improved this year, really carried the day. Miles Garrett is a freak of nature. He is. They allowed an opening drive touchdown, but for the rest of the uh, rest of the game, they zero points. Shut them down. Yep. And I think I. I hate to say the Steelers Nation, but I'm just being objective. Miles Garrett's probably my front runner for Defensive Player of the Year right now. Jacob, over TJ. Over TJ. TJ's been hurt in a game, so that hurts him. But uh, Miles Garrett, Jacob, there was a play uh, in that Vikings game where he was triple teamed. Two linemen and a fullback took him on, and he plowed through them all and got a sack after a triple team. So he's he is the definition of unblockable. So is TJ, for that matter. But but he's just an impressive athlete, an impressive specimen, an absolute home run of a number one overall pick from the Cleveland Browns. That's usually not the case. The jury is still out on another number one pick for them, though, and that's Baker Mayfield. I think the roster is absolutely perfect, probably the best in the NFL, but the quarterback is the biggest question mark that they have. He's not a bad quarterback, but I don't know if they know if he's good yet or not, and I know this didn't cost them, Jacob, but he had Odell Beckham Jr. wide, wide open. open. And at first I thought it was OBJ that just didn't Did, play the route well. The ball right. Baker just needs to hit him on a fly. I mean, Baker threw it to his back shoulder and he tried to go back and grab it. If Baker just puts some air under that and leads him, he's in the end zone. I mean, it's not only a first down that clinches the game. It's a touchdown, and that thing's way over. But a bad pass from Baker – I saw that he's getting worse, not better, when he gets faced with pressure. That's so far this year when people are bringing pressure. Baker Mayfield's been worse than he ever has. He was also 0 for 6 last week on targets 20 yards or more down the field. Uh, that's Big Ben-esque. <laughs> Big Ben's a 39-year-old man. Baker Mayfield's young, number one overall pick. He's supposed to be able to be throwing that ball down the field at this point. So big question mark at the most important position but other than that, it's a hell of a football team, and they check in at number eight for both of us on this list. They do, and a big week for them upcoming against the L.A. Chargers. Big that's, test for them. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Number seven for me, uh, they seem to just keep dropping lower and lower on my list. I think we have the same the number Kansas seven. City Chiefs. Yep, same seven seed. Got the Kansas City Chiefs sitting at number seven. Again, this is a team that I probably expect to work their way back up to two or maybe even this one. This is nothing as against the them. It's just we're, we're – that much more impressed with the teams above them. And I got to be honest with you. When are we going to start talking about the Chiefs' defenses they're undoing? Because that's a problem in Kansas City. What was the final score of that game? 42 to 30, but penalties and self-inflicted wounds from the Eagles caused them to kick field goals when they would have had touchdowns and made that game even closer and put up even more points. 
the Chiefs defense is in the bottom of a lot of categories in the league, and points per game allowed, they're second to last right now. So that offense is having to do a lot of heavy lifting in order to make up for that defense. What's weird to me, too, is this isn't like a Dallas of last year situation, which is a bunch of nameless faces out there playing terrible defense. There's dudes. Chris Jones is a dude. Tyron Matthew is a dude. And Tyron just, Matthew was, through the first like two weeks, was one of our defensive player of the year frontrunners. And they're just not playing well as a unit right now. And obviously with Patrick Mahomes, you give up 30 points on the road against the Eagles, it's lucky that your quarterback is potentially going to be the greatest of all time. And he puts up 42 points, has five touchdown passes. But... That offense is a juggernaut. The defense is probably the worst it's been since Patrick Mahomes has gotten to Kansas City. So it's going to be interesting to see how often he can just outshoot out teams and get Browns or excuse me, Chiefs wins in that way. Uh, he starts facing better quarterbacks. That's going to be a lot tougher to do. Well, you say about starting to face better quarterbacks. He's playing probably the the best quarterback. Uh, in football right now, and that's Josh Allen. Take the over in that game. Yeah, whatever it is, take it. Even though the Bills have the best scoring defense as far as points per game allowed is concerned, that's not going to hold against the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs couldn't stop Jalen Hurts from putting 30 points up, Josh Allen's putting 30 points up at least. Absolutely. I I may go as far as to say I I favor the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win this game, too. I think overall they have the better defense. The defense is bad, man. Like That can't be stressed Mm -hmm. enough. I think Patrick Mahomes is – putting a lot of cologne on it. And we see that what defense happens. is bad. We see what happens when Patrick Mahomes goes up against a really, really good defense. He has not been adverse to throwing the interception this year either. No. It, ridiculous that he had gone his entire career, what, those first three years of which he was a starter. Now he's thrown uh, them in three straight he, games, he went, I think. He went undefeated with no interceptions thrown in the month of September. He suffered... Two losses, and I think he he threw, what, three or four interceptions? I know he threw one last week. So maybe three interceptions in the month of September. He really has struggled more so than he's ever done to start his start a season in his career. Number six team falling from number one all the way to number six for me. Wow. Yeah, the L.A. Rams. Wow, Tom. That is a little harsh. I don't know if it is. That is a little harsh. You can't get boat raced at home like that against How the Cardinals. How far did you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers falling when, when they lost to the L.A. Rams last week? Two week? spots. And you have the Rams falling five spots? Well, actually, spots? I had the Bucks drop one spot last week to two. They're dropping again this week in my power rankings. Unfair, but Tom. No, Unfair. See, see, listen. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback who has not won anything significant in his career. Obviously, the Lions have a lot more to do with that than Matt Stafford does. But something about them just getting obliterated at home by the Cardinals. I don't care if you lose to the Cardinals at home. Cardinals are a really good football team. But the fact that from the start of the game to the finish, they just kicked your ass up and down the field after such a big win, such a statement win against the Buccaneers, and you're still at home. You didn't have to go on the road. That left a real sour taste in my mouth. That left a, uh, Matt Stafford, I don't know. He has these weird games where he just doesn't show up. So, And the fact that the, the Rams' defense was torched by Kyler Murray, you can't game plan for Kyler Murray. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's a game breaker. And it's unfair that A.J. Green is playing like the old A.J. Green. But still, not an impressive it, showing it's, from it's the It's hilarious Rams. to me that we're saying that about A.J. Green when 
He is option what number three on that wide receiver core? I'd say two right now with behind the way he's Hop- playing behind. Hopkins. I think it's a, a tie between him and Christian Kirk. I, I they're great offense, and I think that you have to be upset if you're the Rams. Not that you lost, but just the fashion that you lost. So I drop him at number six. The number six. Number six for me, I have the Buffalo Bills. Whoa, that's way too oh, low. Oh, it's way too low for me to put the Bills there, but not way too low for you to put the way Rams Way too low. Way too low. Um, I have the Bills there because, yes, they've been shutting out teams, but the last three weeks, let's look at their competition, Tom. Miami Dolphins, one and three. Houston Texans, one and three. And then who did they beat this past week? Um... They beat the Texans this past week. Then who was it? The, the Washington football team. Washington football team, one and three. That's the current seventh seed in the NFC, so how dare you slander the Washington football no team way. like that? Yes, they are. They're the current seventh seed. Are they two and two They then? are two and two. All right, well, the two teams they've beaten were the New York Giants and the Atlanta Falcons, both only one-win teams. So yeah, but I'll – playing devil's advocate to you, if you're going to play bad teams – don't win in the fashion that the Broncos did when they played their bad teams. Win in the fashion that the Bills have been winning. That's fair. And no one's no one's won in the, in the way that the Bills have won against bad teams. 35 to nothing against uh, Miami, 40 to nothing against Houston, and they took care of business. I think the final score of that game was like 42 to 17 or 42 to 21, something like that against Washington. Super potent offense. I just want to see them go up against a good team. Somewhat into the season. We we thought the Steelers were a good team after week one when they beat the Bills. We kind of see who the Steelers are for real now after four weeks of play. This is their test for sure. Their test is going to be against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, this Sunday. Can't wait for that game. Going to be a, a hell of a shootout, but let's see exactly how good they can be against a, another capable NFL team. Number five, I got the L.A. Chargers. I think what an impressive win it was against the Raiders where they really controlled that game from start to finish. I know that the Raiders started to come back somewhat in the second half. 21-14 to is what Derek Carr got the score to be, but Justin Herbert put the nail in the coffin, drove the Chargers down the field, put that final touchdown on the board, got that 28-14 to victory. I think Justin Herbert, what can you say about him? One of the most impressive young quarterbacks in the NFL. That Chargers defense, too. They have playmakers. Derwin James, we forget how good he is, I think, because of how injury-prone he's been for the past couple years. But he's all over the field when you see them play. He was on Monday night against the Raiders. They really, really stymied Derek Carr, especially in that first half of the ball game. Uh, so I like the che- or the Chargers excuse me, all the way around. I think, it's gonna, I think the Chiefs, like we've said, are going to bounce back. It's going to be tough for them to catch the Chargers in that division, especially with the Chargers already having a win against them. That's fair. For number five for me, got the L.A. Chargers. Same. So There you go. There you Great go. Great minds think alike. Uh, we already mentioned uh, that they play the Cleveland Browns this week. Going to be a good game. Or I don't know if we mentioned that already. We did. Yeah, Is we that did. in Cleveland, yeah, by the way? I am not sure. But going to be a good game off air when we were talking about our rankings. Uh I had said kind of an unexpected good game to have it's in you LA. Said, you had said, well, it's not really expected. You thought that the Browns and the, and the Chargers were both going to be good this year. I said, yeah, that's, that's true. However, I didn't know the Chargers were going to be the AFC West, uh, current leaders going into this game, including a division win against both 
the the Raiders who are sitting at three and one and the, and Chiefs, the Chiefs who are sitting at only two and two. Right. So that was that was the point I was trying to make is the Raiders or the Chargers rather are playing much better than I thought they would be. And the Browns are playing just as well as I thought. They're they're, they're in the lead for the division. Uh, or, sorry, they're they're tied for the division lead. And I just think in a weekend of great football games, this one cannot be overlooked. Just because of even though you have two NFC West matchups, you have the Bills and the Chiefs. This one should not be overlooked by NFL fans. I completely agree. It's so big for the Chargers to have two division wins under their belt already. They are clearly in the front runner position. Do not think after four weeks I'd have the Chargers in my top five and the Chiefs out of my top five. NFL football, man. It's a crazy thing. Number four for me, I got the Green Bay Packers. As do I. Uh, Wow, we are just in sync today. Beating the Pittsburgh Steelers this past Sunday at Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers shook off that terrible week one performance and has looked like an MVP ever since. He didn't play an amazing game against the Steelers. Not like he was lighting them up for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but he did get the job done. He's so... Know, three touchdowns on the day, two through the air, one, but am one I, on the ground. But am I no wrong? Turnovers. Though? But when you when I say that, am I wrong? Like it didn't seem like an Aaron Rodgers just absolutely dominant performance. I mean, they were able to get some pressure on him. They forced the turnover of the Packers offense. I did say in a previous episode this was the most fun I'd ever had watching an opposing quarterback play. It does just look effortless. It looks so easy for him. And so that, I, I get it. It wasn't a forty to nothing route like the Bills had over the Texans, but it did look like he was never. He didn't feel bad. The two sacks that T.J. Watt had, one was a trip by Aaron Rodgers. Two, he just slid down, so he wouldn't take the hit. The counts. only real sack he took was against Devin Bush, still which counts. was a great play call by Keith Butler. But yeah, it still counts, of course. But it didn't look like he was ever uncomfortable throughout that entire 60 minutes. I don't think it's possible to make him uncomfortable. I think even when you're beating the crap out of him, he's able to be as poised. Even if you only give him 37 seconds left to kick a field goal. And no timeouts. No timeouts. No problem. It doesn't matter. No, He's not going to look uncomfortable ever. That week one performance against the Saints, what an outlier that is turning out to be. Packers establishing themselves as Super Bowl contenders. Right now, is that the biggest upset victory for any NFL team, the Saints over the Packers, in that fashion? Probably, yeah. yeah, Just 35-3. to Like, who who would have ever seen that coming? Holding a Packers offense to three points is just... Especially after the Saints just lost to the Giants. Yeah, right. The Saints are so weird. They're so so up and down. I said it's a Jameis Winston effect. You get 30 touchdowns, but you're also going to get 30 interceptions. You're going to have a good win against the Packers, but you're going to have bad losses like... The Giants. Number three for me, I got Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers. Mm. Uh, big bounce back win, an emotional victory over the New England Patriots uh, in Foxborough on Sunday Night Football. Brady did not play his best game, but as Brady so often does, he rode his defense to victory and made the throws he needed to make late to get a couple field goals on the board. Keep Mac Jones at bay, who was doing a hell of a job of trying to, to – battle with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Did but you see how many completions he had in a row? Mac Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching the game. It was insane. It was like 14 completions in a row. Yeah, he was like 31 for 40 overall in the game. He was incredibly efficient. It was a hell of an effort against Tom Brady and that uh, Buccaneers defense was really good. But alas, he fell short. Brady gets the big win in his homecoming. Kind of weird how that game ended, too. Very on belichick like to go for the field goal. Oh, I disagree. On... I think that is to- totally Belichick. I think he I, I think he thought he was going to make it and just walk Nick off Folk? on Brady. 
boink. That that doink was one of the loudest doinks I've ever heard in my life, too. It was heard all throughout the New England area. But Tampa, like I said, back on track with the win at number three in my power rankings. Totally fair. I have the L.A. Rams, who you have outside of your top ten, basically. Number six. Yeah, basically outside of your top ten. I have them at number three. Good loss to have. I mean, we've been talking all season long about good losses to have on your schedule. Last week, we were saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the best loss because they lost to the Rams. Now it looks like the Rams have the best loss because they lost to the Arizona Cardinals, who are the last undefeated team in this league. It's just the best division of football, Tom. So if you lose to a division opponent, it's not going to knock you so far down on my on my power rankings. In your days. power rankings. And my power it rankings. It isn't mine, though. You have an NFC West team outside of your top ten. You have the Rams all the way down to number six. I still have all four of my top ten, including the Rams in my top three. They have, as we mentioned earlier, a big divisional opponent this Thursday night against Seattle. I think that game is in L.A., if yeah, I, if I guess, well, hell of a test for the Rams then to go on the road to win in Seattle. We'll see exactly how that game plays out. No matter the outcome of that game, I'm still going to put both teams most likely in my top 10 next week. Number two. I just have that much respect for these teams. Number two for me, I got the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I figure that's where you put them. What an impressive couple of weeks it's been from that Bills offense and that Bills defense. I know, like you illustrated, when you put the Bills at number six, not the best teams they've been playing ever since the Steelers beat them in week one. No. Beating the Dolphins, beating the Washington football team, beating up on the Houston Texans. But the key word there is beating up on. And it's not like they squeaked out a couple of close ones against some right. bad teams. They demolished all three of those teams, two of which they shut out, the Dolphins and the Texans. Defense is the number one defense in the league as far as points allowed at 11. The offense is number one, if not number one, number two, as far as points per game scored. Uh, all around, it's a hell of a football team. And as it stands right now, in my mind, I think they're the best team in the AFC. That's totally fair. I think I'm right there with you. Uh, for me, my number two seed, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, again, they took care of business in New England. That was going to be a tough game, even though people were saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the much better team than the New England Patriots. Belichick was not going to shy away from the competition. Brady was a little rattled, too. Yeah, I, I, I think the nerves got to yeah. him a little more than Brady expected and, 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 and he fans admitted, watching that game. He admitted after the game. He didn't say anything leading up to it, but he did say after the game that this was different for me. This was a different experience. It was, but again, they took care of business. Right now, they're still in my... Oh, gosh, that, that NFC West is just so good because I was about to say they're my top three teams the NFC, but I don't know between the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Rams, and the and the and the Packers who really stands out. I mean, the Cardinals stand out right now because they're the one undefeated. Yeah, team. but out of those four teams you just mentioned, the Cardinals are the one I trust the least. Exactly, right? Because, but it's because they play in that division. The Bucks and I probably, because they just they haven't done it before. Neither of the Rams, other than McVay getting to the Super Bowl, obviously. But, but that was Stafford a completely hasn't done different it team. The only similar piece you have from that that era is the Donald is Aaron Donald and McVay and McVay. Right. That's the only those are the only big names that you have that are still there from only three years ago, which is wild to think it was it was that short of a time ago. Right, but right now, I have the Tampa Bay Bucks in my top two. They took care of business, and their only loss coming against my number three team. That number three team lost this past weekend, so I had to flip-flop the two of them 
Tampa Bay number two. We obviously have the same team at number one. Yep. The Arizona Cardinals. The last remaining undefeated team in football. Uh, last week we both had the LA Rams as the number one team in our power rankings. I just saw this come across a ticker on NFL Network. The only team to start 4-0, put up 30 points, and surpass 400 total yards in each game to start the season. That's how good this offense is. We talked about how the Cowboys have such a great offense and their defense has improved from last year, which is probably going to keep them in the playoff hunt uh, and win that NFC East. I think it's the same with the Cardinals. The offense is obviously the driving force with that team. It's so incredibly dynamic. Kingsbury, say what you will about his head coaching ability. He knows how to scheme up an offense. Kyler Murray is the front runner for the MVP right now. He's got a plethora of weapons we mentioned how A.J. Green is having his resurgence this year. James Conner just had a couple James more touchdowns. James Conner's plunging in from the goal line, getting those one- or two-yard touchdowns. Chase Edmonds has been a solid back for them. Uh, obviously, there's DeAndre Hopkins as well. So weapons everywhere on the offensive side of the ball. The defense isn't exactly world-beater status, but they've made some improvements over this offseason that they're going to be a better defense than they were last year. J.J. Watt obviously being the biggest name that they brought in. Uh, he'll be the face of the defense, but, I mean, the guy who makes that thing go is Chandler Jones still in my mind. He's hell of a player. Buda Baker on the back end, too, is a really good safety. So yeah. I think the defense is improving in Arizona. I don't think it's elite by any stretch of the imagination, probably more middle of the pack. But when your offense is as good as they are, if your defense is just middle of the pack, I don't see a, a second-year collapse coming from the Cardinals. I think they'll they'll definitely be a playoff team based on this current trajectory. Does your opinion of them change at all if they win against the San Francisco 49ers? The Cardinals? How can yeah. my opinion change of them? They're number one right now. I mean, how I could mean, they go any higher? Do you think higher? of them any higher? You're saying you don't you, – because you were saying when we were talking about the top four teams between the Cardinals, Bucks, Rams, and Packers, you were saying the Rams are the one – or the Cardinals are the one team you really don't trust. Correct. Do they give you any more of a, of a – of a solid grounding if they do take care of business again at home mind you it's 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 a tough road win for the Niners but if the Cardinals take care of business at home does that give you any more confidence in their ability to really say they're for real this year I don't know I don't think it does I, I think wow I think it's our five and zero against two division opponents included in that five game win streak come on Tom call me old school but I do need to see Kyler Murray do it in the playoffs he hasn't done it yet in the playoffs. Call you, that hasn't made call it. Call you Bob Labriola, my Get out of here. But I, I I need to see it. Like, I, I don't know what he's going to look like on that kind of a stage, and I think he's going to get to that stage this year for the first time in his career. I so think so, too. I think I there's no turning They back could go 13-4, and four, and I still think <laughs> on that fair. first playoff game I'd be like, oh, let's see how Kyler fares in this big of a stage. I just think it's crazy how much of a 180 the league is – taken last year it was look how deep the AFC is compared to the NFC there were only what two teams you really believed in between the Packers and the Bucks last year out of the NFC the NFC right now I, I really considering how the Steelers season is going so far with little hope to make the playoffs even though it's only been through four weeks I'd love to just skip forward to the playoffs and see how the NFC bracket plays out by the way uh I bet the Cardinals go down this week to the wow. Niners. I bet you the Niners take them out. So the Niners re-enter your top ten. Probably. I think that NFC. And then how West... far if if the Rams went from number one to number six, 
Does that mean you have the Cardinals showing from like number one to number eight? Well, Jacob, you'll have to tune in next week on so. the next edition of Power Rankings to find that out. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard, though. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman, and we will talk to you on our next edition of the Steelers Standard.